Hello, my friends, and welcome to the Bible in Order, where we are chronologically going through the entire Bible in one year. Today's reading for August 19th is 2 Kings chapters 24 and 25 and 2 Chronicles chapter 36. The destruction of Jerusalem had been foretold for centuries. God had sent multiple prophets over multiple years, decades, again, centuries, warning the people, turn from your wickedness or you will lose it all. One of the themes we see in these chapters is that God will use people of this world who are not even his people, quote unquote. I mean, everything and everyone ultimately belongs to him, but Generally speaking, we make a determination or a delineation between the people of God and those who are not his people. In other words, the people who God has chosen out of the world to serve him, to love him, to walk in fellowship with him, even though they don't do it, hence the destruction of Jerusalem, and those who are just the the rest of the people who don't belong to God, who rage against him. But in these chapters, in these books, we've seen time and time again, it's God's people. It's God's chosen people who have been raging against him, who have been puffed up in their pride and their arrogance, who want nothing to do with the God of the universe, who created them to be in loving relationship with him. The Bible uses the analogy of a marriage so often. Think about coming down the aisle for your bride only to find that she has five other husbands or boyfriends there with her. And she says, let's still get married. Of course that wouldn't be okay. God want, God is jealous for his people. And he knows that as much as it hurts his heart, when she turns away, when his people turn away, when we turn away, it hurts us more. So then God will often use people like Nebuchadnezzar and raise them up against his people to show his people that it's not better that way. You are not better off. And then because he's using imperfect people who are much of the time not walking according to God's plan either, and they end up taking it too far a lot of the time. God, in his wisdom, in his knowledge of everything, foresaw all these events that we're reading about today. The destruction of Jerusalem, the destruction of the people, the destruction of the temple that Solomon had built. God saw it all. He knew it all. But I don't think he wanted any of it to happen. We have this difficult 
reasoning in our minds of if a God is all-powerful and all-knowing and he could have done anything that he wanted and he knew it was going to happen, why didn't he just stop? Why didn't he just stop it? Why didn't he just force the people to love him? Why didn't he change his rules or do something to avoid this demolition of this beautiful and sacred holy place? But my friends, that's not how God operates. He wants us to have free will. He chose to give us the ability to choose. Would you want to be married to somebody who does not love you? Or maybe they're predispositioned to love you? Would it be genuine if your husband or your wife didn't really love you, but they knew that's what you wanted to hear? Or if they were a robot, a computer program, who was programmed to never disagree with you, to always puff you up with words of affirmation, words of adoration, it would be meaningless. God did not create a robot race. We're not artificial intelligence. He's giving us the opportunity to choose. And so as we read today in 2 Kings 24 and 25, we see a summation, a a recounting of the stories that we've already read, the different kings that were raised up And then in 2 Chronicles 36, it's, again, much of the same. But I want to read for you the destruction of Jerusalem in 2 Chronicles 36, 15 and following. But Yahweh, the God of their ancestors, sent word against them by the hand of his messengers, sending them time and time again, For he had compassion on his people and on his dwelling place. But they kept ridiculing God's messengers, despising his words and scoffing at his prophets until God's messengers, I'm sorry, until the wrath of Yahweh was so stirred up against his people that there was no remedy. No remedy. Think about that. There was no other way. And we could theorize, well, God could have, well, he should have. We can play Monday morning quarterback. But friends, God knows infinitely more than anything we could even ask or imagine. In fact, the Bible says the good that he has in store for those who love and trust him is infinitely better than anything we could ever think or imagine to ask him. There was no other way. And so he brought up against them the king of the Chaldeans, who killed their fit young men with the sword in the house of their sanctuary. He had no pity on young men or young women, elderly or aged. He handed them all over to him. He took everything to Babylon, all the articles of God's temple, large and small, the treasures of Yahweh's temple, 
and the treasures of the king and his officials. And then they burned God's temple, the one Solomon had built. They tore down Jerusalem's wall, burned all of its palaces, destroyed all its valuable articles. He deported those who escaped the sword to Babylon. Remember, Babylon is confusion. And they became servants to him and his sons until the rise of the Persian kingdom. Remember the Medes and the Persians coming soon? All this fulfilled the word of Yahweh through Jeremiah, and the land enjoyed its Sabbath rest all the days of the desolation until... The 70 years will were fulfilled. God ordained a certain way. One of those ways is that we should have a day of rest. God's people. In the same way that he rested on the seventh day of the creation week, he was showing us a pattern. He was showing us the way it should be be the way we were designed to enjoy it. But the people of Judah, much like Christians today, have neglected those rules. Go ahead, burn your candle at both ends. Work seven days a week for months on end and see if you don't wind up sick and in bed. Getting the Sabbath rest that your body needs, that your mind and your spirit need also. God will ensure that his ways are followed. And it's so much easier, so much better, and so much less painful when we do it his way from the get-go. May God bless you, my friends. Thank you for being on this journey with me. We'll see you tomorrow.